0: Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Not that complicated, because dating a relationship shouldn't be. I am Allie, and I'm with my co-host CJ, and we have a guest here with us, Susie. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Susie.
1: My pleasure.
0: Cool. So we're going to talk today about polyamory, or open relationships, or do you say both, or are they different?
1: I I, I think they're different. Some people don't think they're different.
0: Oh. I
2: think they're different. That would be a great
0: well, should we segue. Just, yeah, I want to
1: okay. start there. Dadwarden? Yeah. yeah. What's right. the,
2: what do you feel the difference is? Well, um,
1: a lot of people say that polyamory is the notion of having many loves, so actually having more than one relationship or more than one um, ongoing thing. And open is sort of a more blanket statement, which is a little bit more along the lines of... Um, you know that that encompasses sexual partners and people who you have flings with and things that are just mm. a little bit less relationshipy. Which are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Good question. Um, well, we we consider ourselves to be polyamorous, but we right now neither of us has another partner. Mm-hmm. So we've both. Um, well, I've had I've had another partner, um, and he has not during the time that we've been together. But we're open to it. Mm.
0: So you've been with your partner, Blaine, for how long?
1: We've been together for five years. Okay. A little over five years.
0: Five years? Living together? We're in your nice apartment now? Yep. Pretty awesome?
1: Yep. Well, we actually... Ju- this is the first time we've actually lived together. Oh, okay. Uh, before this, we were spending most of our time at his place, but I had my own place as well, which uh, this is a new. this is a new adventure for us. A new adventure. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and do you think you'll continue the... Polyamorous? Yeah. Indefinitely?
1: Yeah, um, we're we're pretty locked in forever, um, for many different reasons, but yeah, I think we're definitely in it for for the long run.
2: What makes you choose this over, say, monogamy? (laughs) Well, um,
1: both of us are pretty uh, pretty social people, and neither of us are terribly um, jealous people, I would say. Uh, and Blaine is a very... Blaine loves sexual attention from women, and he really enjoys, you know, having that, that appreciation. And for me, that's a really awesome thing, to be able to see him shine and be excited by being, you know, praised and uh, really appreciated by other people. And for me, it's just nice to be able to go deeply into friendships and not have to worry about, is this too far? And uh, it's also nice to have, you know, other
2: partners. Yeah. So when you say, like, go too far, how, what's, uh, nothing's too far, but what are the boundaries that you had? Do you have boundaries with each other, or how oh, yeah. does that work? Well, we have, I mean, we did things a little <coughs> bit
1: differently than a lot of people that we know did, in the sense that we we, we sort of didn't lay out a huge groundwork of boundaries from the beginning. Um, we were monogamous for the first two years of our relationship, but with the possibility of opening up. Um, and we did it very slowly. So um, we basically just checked in with each other a lot, a lot, a lot, and really spent that time gaining trust for each other and just seeing that we that we were um, empathizing with each other. And so once we got to the place where we were opening up, we pushed the boundaries pretty far, and we sort of had the philosophy of, Let's go do things until we find that they make us uncomfortable and then we'll go back and pull the boundaries back. So mm. one of the big boundaries, mm. the, the biggest and probably the, the most important one, well definitely the most important one, is that we are quote unquote fluid bonded, which means that um, condoms and uh, we take all precautions to be sure that we're, um, we're protected when we're having any kind of sexual encounter with anybody besides each other. Right. So no fluid is exchanged unless there is a condom or other implement.
0: Ah, understandable. Mm-hmm. Fluid bond. That, sounds, that does sounds like the ultimate intimacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So
0: yeah, so that's interesting that you guys. So you were monogamous when you first met. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: was this something you thought about before? Had you tried it with other? Yeah. People. Um, and
1: then like yeah like how do you broach that or like do were you just both on the same page? Yeah, well, I had always been interested in that, uh, in that idea, but it had always been something that with other partners, I just didn't trust enough. Or I had tried to do the open thing with them and they were like, "Mm, no, that's weird. I'm not into that. Um, but, uh, which was really, it was, it was actually really frustrating because I did have a partner who I was, had a serious relationship with and wanted an openness in the beginning. And then he wound up cheating on me quite a bit, which was sort of like, Hey, man, what the mm. hell? That was crazy. Um, but, yeah, we did... Uh, we did. When we first got together, he introduced me to some of his friends who were sort of dabbling in that world, and I talked to Blame. them. introduced
2: you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay.
1: Got very excited about, about talking to them and really saw that their relationships were functioning in a way that I felt was really cool. And uh, then, you know, we started out by going to parties, and he said to me, is it okay if I go over there and slap that girl's bum? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, sure, that's yeah. fine. And, you know, we
2: sort of slowly did things like that, and we were very silly about it. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> yep. And you definitely, like, you you developed that trust and sort of made, checked in and made sure that they were okay. He right. was okay with <clears throat>
1: it. Right, yeah. Um, and that as, you know... Worked pretty well for us. There was one experience that really made was difficult, and that was when I actually fell in love with somebody else. Checking in was mm. something that we did a lot, but he was in a state of discomfort, and it was hard for him to process, you know, that this was actually happening. And so... Um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of checking in, and it was a difficult time for us because he was still processing his feelings about it and really wanting to give me the space to have this experience with this other person, but, you know, he was also, it scared him. It was scary for him, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you fall in love with another person, and then, does that then change over time where you fall out of love, or you? is the person still in your life? The
1: person's still in my life. Uh, our relationship has very nicely shifted into a friendship. Um, he's somebody who travels all the time and okay. is uh, only around very, very brief periods in my life. And so we re- we're made we very good friends and um, he's somebody who, you know, I think will always be part of my life. But as far as did I fall out of love with him, yes, I fell out of love with him with a way that I would define what our original love was, mm. but I still have love for yeah, him. It's right. just not quite as romantic. Yeah. Yeah. But it did shift the way that Blaine and I <clears throat> experienced each other in that the first thing that happened was I really realized that the love that, that Blaine and I shared was something really, really deep. That, you know, where before I had met this other person, there was a little, you know, we were still in that sort of, um, I call it the, the oxytocin phase. Oh, yeah. Of we were still really, like, in that, you know... Really lovey dovey, checking each other out, all that kind of stuff. And by the time this happened with this other person, I really realized um, we had gotten to this place that was really deep and had a real, like, real, real bond, real trust for each other that was way more fulfilling than that oxytocin Mm. phase. Yeah. (laughs) And that I think was the thing that really pushed us there. And then also experiencing how he handled this new. Thing that was going on between us gave me an enormous amount of respect for him and really pushed us into a really beautiful place of good communication because we battled through some tough stuff there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And how he sort of handled his own fears and mm-hmm. probably was a milestone, I would say, right? Huge, huge. Yep, definitely. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because I'm hearing that there's obviously a lot of traits that People need to have or values that you, you need to share in order to be in this type of relationship, right? You yeah. mentioned, like, not being really jealous and being really communicative. And I can say for myself, everyone that I've ever dated, like, can't communicate for shit. So <laughs> there's no way this would work. I mean, I don't think that I'm open to it, but it's also, like, I mean, I can't even date people who tell me, you know, what they really want to do on a Saturday afternoon, like, if they <laughs> want alone time. So it sounds like you you both really have to be at this evolved place of, like, knowing who you are and then being comfortable enough to express that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely very... It. I don't think that this would work... If it was just me and some other random person, I don't think I could bring enough to the table to force that person into it if they weren't there. The thing that's really cool about Blaine is that he's extremely trustworthy. Yeah. He's got... Just He's just somebody who... I can, I just trust with my life, because he's very, very honest about everything, which can be kind of annoying sometimes, <laughs> but it's pretty great most of the time, but yeah, I, I don't know, evolved is a funny word, because I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to think that I'm like some kind of superhuman, because I no. definitely am not. I think we're
0: always <laughs> evolving as humans. <laughs> sure. But I do think just, I'm just thinking about people that I I've think, dated, and like, they're they can't even trust me when there's really no reason to not trust you. Yeah. It's just like
2: you need to you need to have an, a certain or have a certain emotional evolve. Like, I think evolve-y. you have to not be yeah. afraid of being
1: of being alone or being hurt. Like I think hurt, you have to yeah. have a certain amount of like trust that everything's gonna be okay and that if things aren't okay, then you're probably better off without that person anyway. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and trust me, the other person has good intentions or and is being honest and yeah right definitely mm-hmm.
2: they're open enough to maybe experience these things but definitely have you as their priority regardless right mm-hmm. so you know <coughs> they don't screw things up completely right yep so are you planning on having children ooh heavy hitter
0: wow you <laughs> just got all like Barbara Walters <laughs>
2: Yeah, well,
1: um, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> We've talked about it a little bit, and, um, I, we're not totally sure, but... Well, that's
2: sort of, like, not my, that's not my question. Okay, what's the your question? The question? Oh. <laughs> question is, like, yes, you're planning on having kids, like, what, like, when you have kids, like, mm. how will you explain Yeah. that to, that's, like, kids? Yeah,
1: it's, it's something, um, I've read a lot about, because I have, I do have quite a few books, Uh, well not quite a few books, I forgot like two books, but I've read a lot of stuff on the internet and we have a lot of friends who are polyamorous and parenting Um, and it's something that I think I'd have to see what the kid's personality is. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't talk about my sex life to my kids until they're old enough to understand what that is. Right. Um, So I'm not sure that that would be something that I would really discuss until they were much older. Um, And at that point, I think I'd want to sort of feel out. Right. Who who are you, people? Mm -hmm. And what will you, how will you handle this? Right. Yeah.
2: So it would be a very private, it wouldn't be like, oh, mom's going, you know, on vacation. vacation." (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, on vacation with somebody else or something like that. Yeah. I
1: mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how things would be at that point in time. Because I also, you know, there's also the, the. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just curious. A, a That's, great, I mean. That's a great question. It's a great question it's something that I, I do think about, but I just don't know how it would be when that life is upon me. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think that they would, they would need to know until later. Yeah.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then in terms of kids or other, like let's say Blaine is, I mean... You have agreed and trusted each other to use protection. Right. Um, you know what if there's an accident uh-huh. and there is a baby, but it's not your baby, mm-hmm. or you, you know, I don't know if you've ha- heard other people that's happened to or. Yeah,
1: I have. Um, one of my good friends uh, is is has been with his wife for quite a long time, and they had decided consciously not to have children. Um, and because he is out working all the time, he's away from home, and uh, had. One oopsie with a girl who he describes, he's not a very mean person, but he describes as pretty crazy. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, no. And got a um, letter from a lawyer uh, 10 months later. Said you have wow. twin girls, Twins? Mm-hmm. and um, you will need to be sending checks to this to address. Wow, <laughs> uh, which you know was extremely, extremely, extremely hard for the two of them to deal with, uh, especially because it, I think, it, uh, from what I understand, and I'm not totally sure about this, but it had been a bit of a difficult decision for them to not have children, right. uh, and so then <sighs> when. He, it came to pass that she didn't have, um, that she uh, that, that she didn't have her own children, but he had children. Yeah. Bit of a problem. They, they got through it, though. Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, is very happy to be a father and is uh, showing up for his so kids. So he's involved. He's involved, yep. Um, and she is, too. His wife is, too. Um, they don't live terribly close to the girls. Actually, they did, and then the mother moved them away, which is yeah. kind of difficult for everybody. But yeah, they handled it. And, um, you know, it it was within their agreements and it was an oopsie. So Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't really some. It was difficult, but it was something that they got through. Yeah. As far as for me, I'm not sure how I would handle that. That would be really, really tough. But I also love kids and I'm sure I would love his kids. So if that happened, then then that would happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You kind of deal with it if. If it happens, I don't, you can't it, really prepare.
1: I can't imagine that it would be a deal-breaker. I sort of feel like if, you know, he has to have his attention brought to his children, it would be the same thing if we had children, and I would hope that he would... Right, that be he wouldn't just up. ignore
0: them. And, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep. I think my cat wants yeah, to Yeah,
0: I was like, it sounds like
1: a, <laughs> sounds
2: sounds like like a, a baby, kid, actually. <laughs> the cat! Thinking about... Like, do you get hard or like, do you get a lot of judgment or like, how the people in your life mm. that like mm. find out mm-hmm. are they supportive or yeah? Is it hard to tell people or? So I started
1: out being really open about it with people and talking, you know, to not not everybody and not strangers, um, but. I eventually did sort of, I consider it coming out, I came out to my family and to, um, my co-workers and, um, you know, friends and stuff, and, uh, it, I thought it was all great at first, and now later as I've gone along realize that there's a little bit more judgment passed than I expected there to be, um, and it's... I would say the heart. My my mom wasn't thrilled because she thought that Blaine had um, coerced me into this depraved lifestyle, Um, (laughs) and uh, that was pretty tough because um, I had to convince her that no, he he was very mutual, um, and that I you know actually had a boyfriend at the time when I told her, and um, that was interesting. But I would say that the, the hardest thing and the reason that I don't come out to people very often anymore is uh, in the last couple of years, two of my best male friends and people who were like super, super, super good friends of mine um, were told by their girlfriends that they were not allowed to be friends with me because they didn't trust that I was going to Yikes. be safe around them, which was extremely disheartening and frustrating because the fact is... The one thing that this entire paradigm is based on is trust and openness. Right. So and boundaries. So if somebody has a boundary, like I'm monogamous, I'm you probably going to be the first person sure. and like to really respect that. Um, and so it, it was very frustrating for me to have to be in this position where I was getting you know, told. You're, you are this thing that I'm absolutely yeah. not. Because it's, you know, it is a... Th- it's something that when I first started hearing about it, I was, like, very mistrustful about people, too. Because mm-hmm. it seemed really scary to me, and it seemed like something that, like, it was just about slutting it up whenever you wanted to and having this, like, you know, crazy lifestyle. But as it turns out, it's a lot it's a lot more boring than that. <laughs> it's, it's so much more boring. So now I'm a little bit scared about talking to especially my male friends about it um, and their girlfriends in particular because people be jealous
0: yeah because I feel like I mean I don't I don't have any close friends that 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 do that and there is just a lot of jokes and you see it on TV and like oh you just all you do is go to swinger parties and yeah, right. and isn't it enough that you have one man why do you need? more and, yeah. and all oh, wait, this.
1: Sorry, I just have to say, <laughs> swingers <Yeah>. are different. <laughs> okay, cool, great. So what,
0: what? what's their story?
1: So swingers um, from the poly community is sort of like, there's a little bit of like a, a, a there's a little bit of an animosity between the two. Um, swingers are people who are a couple who trade with another couple. Okay. So essentially it's like, I'm into you, so your husband has to be into my wife, I was the guy in that. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I find that personally to be a little icky because I don't. I've never been in a situation where just, just because of, like, Blaine was into a girl meant that I was into that person's boy. Yeah, that sometimes. doesn't really make any sense. That you don't like. Yeah, and I also find that swinger stuff doesn't have quite the same amount of like boundary communication and like yes means yes, no means no. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear a lot of stories about swinger parties where like you walk in, people like grab your ass without saying, Can I touch you? and uh. something like that which in my poly community there's a lot more like people ask permission to hug, people ask permission to touch, people ask permission to get close to each other because the idea is that the more communication, the better with people, especially if they're new. And that way you don't have miscommunications and misunderstandings and like, you know, Crossing. people feel Right. People yeah. Are comfortable. Making people, yeah. I, I don't want to, like, bash the whole swinger world, but I, I do find it to be, to me, it seems like a little bit of, like, trying to force something that isn't necessarily to everybody's advantage. And I also find that it's a little bit male-heavy on, like, the rules. It's mm-hmm. a little bit, like, of uh, yeah, the men that. choose more than the women. Yeah. And obviously, that's a vast generalization, but... Um, yeah, but swingers is a different different breed of open. I would say.
2: That's so interesting. I think
1: that it can really work too um, for some people who find good pairs, but I also feel like there's still a certain amount of jealousy around it, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a lot of like, if you don't like my wife, then I don't like you. Yeah. Blah,
2: blah. Well, and the, I think like a lot of jealousy comes from insecurity, yeah. and if a woman. Like, it's not just a cra- women being crazy. It's also no. men behaving poorly. Right, totally. And not yeah. communicating. Yeah. And, like, you know, that leads to that, like, mistrust and not making someone feel, like, secure and loved. Absolutely. Regardless of what they're doing. And I mean, they could be completely monogamous and the girl could think, you know, he acts like, you know, there's always someone else. Or he's yep. checking out someone else. Yep. Like...
1: Which is interesting because both of the friends that I was telling you about before, both of them are kind of serial cheaters, you know? uh, they're de- both definitely people who don't make it easy for their partners to feel safe, so yeah. I'm not surprised that I, as the face of all other women in their minds, is the bad guy, am the bad guy.
0: Yeah, because I would think if they trusted their, yeah, their boyfriend or partner... They would know the kind of, that it was just a friendship and totally. get to know you and be like, oh, the, you know, you're a good person and I respect, it. yeah. Totally. It's obviously coming from within their relationship and those issues. Yeah. Yep. I mean, do you feel like, so we were, we've been talking, CJ and I, this weekend about um, a lot of our friends are going through, like, really hard breakups and, you know, we're all, like, mid-30s and you're with these people you think you're going to be with and then they freak out and they don't know what they They leave you, like, surprisingly. or All this sort of, like, like, heartbreak seems to be getting worse these Mm -hmm. days. And so my friend asked me, and he's a gay friend of mine, and he said, well, what do you think? Do you think that maybe, like, we aren't meant to be with one person, and, you know, we're humans, we're animals,
2: and... And he said, he's like, I think, honestly, like, the span of a relationship really can only last, with one person can only last, like, seven years. Yeah, we said five to seven years. And I was like... (laughs) You know,
0: I think about this all the time because I don't know, but I I I do feel like it seems unnatural for someone to be with someone for like, you know, well my grandparents years. are married for 60 years or more. But just, that just seems unreasonable because you change and you grow and so does the other person and,
2: uh... I also feel like that sort of mentality is very much like a small village mentality. Yes. Right? Where, like, and when you're in an urban setting, any, I mean, and now, like with the internet.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> she put that in quotes, by the way.
2: Yeah, I ain't going to keep that. I feel like, you know, the world is your community now. So instead of, like, you know, back in the day, and I say that, you know, but it's, Still, people are in monogamy. Back in the day. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. We've well, there's more ago. people and more
0: interesting people and more people you could connect with, maybe.
2: Right. Well, are right. But, like, I feel like monogamy was really strong and could happen when you lived in these very small communities and the choice wasn't there. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so what are your thoughts on that, Susie?
2: Um, okay, so that's a big question. Um, that was real, Sorry, that was really
1: long <laughs> for me to get to that point. Um, yeah. So, okay. I... I definitely have heard and I hear, I understand the the notion of the seven year itch and the seven year sort of, uh, uh, uh one of my friends always says, uh, marriage should be a five year contract with an option to renew. Love, um, it. <laughs> love it. Which I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. But, um, I do think that there's something really magical about planning a life with a person and really pushing to get through the hard times. There's been many times, especially early in our relationship, where I was like, yeah, there's another guy, I'm just going to fuck you, bye. Um, And what I found is that sticking by it and really, like, sticking to that commitment made a lot of sense and turned things into so much more solid and beautiful now. But um, we have this really awesome thing, which means that I don't... If he's, like, not in a place where he can give me something that I need... Um, that I can get elsewhere Mm -hmm. that's not just special to the two of us, I have the option of doing that. So it takes a lot of pressure. I mean, one thing, you know, in a relationship is that some you go through cycles with your sex life. Sometimes you are just not into it. And then, you know, you get re-sparked. But a lot of times you go through a down spiral and people freak out and think I'm never going to have sex with this person again, and then they cheat or Mm -hmm. then they start lusting after somebody else, and then that causes trust issues, and it all just kind of unravels from there. So I feel like, you know, we've been very lucky in that we, we have this thing that allows us to bring the bond back together with each other. Plus, the other thing is, you learn tricks from other people that you bring <laughs> back to each other. <laughs> yeah. And that's really fun. Um, but, uh, oh, there was something else I was going to say. Um, uh m-
0: well, maybe I'll come back to you. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it will. Did
0: you ever meet
1: any of the other women that Blaine is? Oh yeah, many of them. And other. is that
0: like is that a part of a rule or is it just like
1: oh not all the time it just there's it's, no sort of. It's not a rule. Um, I I like to, but I don't really care either way. I mean, I trust that he's you know. There's been a couple times where I've had to veto people. Oh. Um, one time there was a girl who was you know, he wasn't, like, super into her, but they, like, had a very flirty thing, and they made out sometimes, and blah, 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 but she was really weird to me, and, like, if I walked in the room, she wouldn't acknowledge me, and she was very drunk all the time, and just, like, sloppy, (laughs) and I didn't feel like it was somebody that I could trust enough to be in this space, and also, I was actually more concerned that she was cheating on her plethora of boyfriends. Mm, with right. him, and, like, I didn't want to be part of that, so I had to kind of put the kibosh on that. Um, and then, you know, once or twice there's been somebody who I, like, asked if he would take a break until I got to know them a little bit better because I wasn't quite sure, and one of them has become one of my best friends since then. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely met quite a few, and I, I, don't, I don't need to. A lot of times they want to meet me Right. Um, to make sure I'm real and that... <laughs> And that he's not just cheating on me. Right, that, um, yeah,
2: that's a, that's a good point. That's nice. Yeah, it yeah, is really nice. Yeah.
1: His OK Cupid is pretty funny. Um, he gets a lot of people who are like, You're cheating! And he's like, No, I'm not cheating. <laughs> that's so it's so funny
0: that that's people's reactions. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, who wants to be the other woman?
0: Well, yeah. Some people do, I but know. that's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, I guess I that's you. true. It that is a decision that they have to make. And so obviously like you guys so there is a veto option or there is like There's
1: a veto option. Okay. Yeah. So I think that goes to, has to be. be. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't been very vetoy with me. There was one person that you probably should have because I wasn't seeing how <laughs> stupid that person Right.
0: Was. He can be a little more objective
1: kind of. Yeah, and he's pretty good at judging character, so I mean, I think I am too, but I also tend to be very empathic and over overlook some things that I probably shouldn't. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Would you say you talked a lot about like ebbs and flows of like sexual, mm-hmm. n- like connection. Energy. energy connection? Yeah, energy, agility, yeah. Are there ebbs and flows of, like, emotional intimacy that also, that sort of lets you go other places as well, or? Yeah, I
1: mean, to a certain extent. Like, I feel like we're pretty, we're pretty solid most of the time, but we definitely have lots of flows. Like, I'll feel, I'll, I'll not really notice necessarily that there's an ebb. They've happened, and actually we did have a big ebb when I first, well, right after I met the person that I fell in love with, um, and... It was hard for because I was seeing him in a vulnerable state and that was a bit of a, an ebb. But I would say most of the time <clears throat> we're flowing and then flowing more so far. I mean, mm. not on wood. Right. And there's definitely times when we're not as connected or we're both really busy and we have something else going on. But, yeah, I I think, you know, another thing about it that's really great for me is that, like I was saying, I have a lot of male friends and I definitely connect with men Um on a certain level that I don't necessarily connect with women on, um, in in a like in my platonic friendships, and those are really important to me. And I've had some boyfriends in the past who have been really freaked out by the level of, you know, intimacy, mm-hmm. even though it's totally platonic. But the level of intimacy and the level of understanding that I have with my male friends, and even though I'm not going to romantic places with them, the openness allows me to actually have those relationships with my friends that don't freak him out and don't make him feel jealous or like needing to put some kind of um some kind of boundary on it
0: yeah i can i can understand i have a lot of guy friends and i mean i'm most often single but when i was seeing someone in the spring there was a lot of sort of oh i'm gonna meet your best guy friend like there was a little you could yeah. just even the tone of voice change yep. and i was like no we've been friends for two years you know he's really special i want you guys to meet but, yeah, the, the two of them were both, you know, maybe I mean, it was a man thing. just kind of like, oh, who's this? And, like, yep. oh, who's this? And I'm like, you guys, let's be real. Yeah. You know, like... Totally. <laughs> we're just friends. But, yeah, we are cl- close, so that's something you have to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. My best friend was here before you, where mm-hmm. I was dating you, and...
1: Well, I think that that's a big part of it, yeah. is that there is this sense of, with the with the relationship, there's a sense of, well, this person's been around forever. And with mm-hmm. friend, they're, like friends do have a real sense of ownership over you. <laughs> like, whether they're male or female, I don't care, they your friends know what's best for that's you. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you were saying
0: something about time, and I'm curious, like, you're obviously really busy, you do a lot of things. Uh, how do you find time to, like, date other people?
1: Right now, I'm not. <laughs> I have a Tinder, and that's been fun. Yeah. I've definitely gone on some dates. Um, you know, it's, like I said, it we're so, it's so much boring than it sounds. Like, I, I go on a couple of dates, you know, maybe, like, two uh, months, or right Mm -hmm. now, way less than that, because I'm really, really busy, um, but, uh, yeah, that's an ebb and flow thing, too, for sure, but, um, he goes on dates a lot, and, um, yeah, I mean, you find time for it when you have time for it, Mm -hmm. and when you don't, then you don't, and then you get to come home to your awesome partner, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And when he comes back from a date, are you like, what happened, or is it only what he wants to share?
1: Yeah, there's no like, you have to tell me everything, yeah. and I honestly don't want to know. Right, everything. I was gonna say I would not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to know. I mean, sometimes you know, if it's somebody that I know and that I'm like friends with, you know, I'll, I'll sure. want to know more also because then I can gossip with yeah. them about it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I usually very happily you know just hey how was your date what mm-hmm. happened where'd you go. Was it dinner and sex, or was it just dinner? Was it just sex? What yeah. happened? But you know, and he's always happy to tell me, but I, I don't I don't I care because I want to know that he had a fun time, yeah, but I don't really like care about. You don't it need details. to have details because you're not
0: jealous and you're not gonna be like harping right. on like, what does that mean? And
1: yeah, and because if it does mean something, he'll tell me right. you know, and he told me recently he said i'm I'm, I'm kind of interested in having like a girlfriend. And I was like, "Cool, that'll be an interesting thing for me because that has mm. not happened yet in yeah. our relationship." And I can imagine it would bring some challenges. And I've seen the challenges that it's brought our friends. But I also feel like he's very good at making time and very good at you know making me feel like n- number one.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that would be my biggest thing. I feel like is if, like, I were to um, join the community. Not feeling like I was number one. Yeah. yeah or like, or, like or you're being negle- replaced or something. No. Just feeling neglected. Mm. Yeah. Like, being irritated if someone, if I text someone and he was like wanting it to be that other person. Mm. Like, in getting like, Or, know, or sh- I could just think
0: making plans like, I really want to see this movie on Saturday. Let's go do it because in my mind you're my partner. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I have plans with you know my girlfriend. Well, uh,
1: oh, yeah. Well, that's a that's a big scheduling thing that a lot of uh, one of our friends who is like a a polyamorous um, relationship coach oh. slash therapist. Cool. um, She does a lot of things about scheduling and about working out, making sure that you know you know that there's consistency. Mm-hmm. It takes a like again back to like it's kind of boring thing. <laughs> um, it takes. It's a logistical thing, and especially if you have more than one partner, or more than two partners, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to schedule out, do we do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday I'm with this person, yeah, and then people who have multiple relationships, sometimes there's also the issue of, okay, you might be in a triad, so you might have three people who all are in love with each other, you might have a triad that one person is in love with another person... But there's one person that's not in love with the other, mm-hmm. like odd two men people. out. Oh, yep. yeah. mm-hmm. oh Well, no, I mean, there's no odd men out. There's just one that's not in love with both. Anyone. Oh, okay. Oh okay. One. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, with that kind of thing, like we had, a fr- we had friends who were in a who were in a triad that all three of them were together, mm-hmm. and you know, it was about scheduling. Okay, some nights they all slept in the same bed together. Some nights two of them were, yeah. up and one was alone. You know, I mean, that was great for, for them for a lot of time. They've since broken up, unfortunately, um, for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely, uh, it contribute, being poly definitely contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always a happy ending for everybody. Yeah.
0: No, there's not too many happy endings. Well, there's just as many unhappy endings in, <laughs> in with the monogamous relationship, yeah. so I don't think there's any difference yeah. there at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same issues, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Going back to like circling back, because I think we're sort of ending. Yeah. This is a nice ending. Is like, I think the main thing yeah. I've taken away from this is like complete open communication and like building trust before you open up, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. And um, prioritizing, like being on the same page of, mm-hmm. of what priorities mm-hmm. are.
1: Right. Well, one other thing I'll say, though, is that I sort of think of being poly as, as sort of like an, a sexual orientation. In that I think there's a scale, and I don't think that it's for everybody. I wouldn't say to somebody, hey, you should try this thing out, unless yeah. I really thought that they were like into it and it seemed like something that would be a good fit for them. But um, there's some poly people who are like, "Hey, everybody should do this because it's the way that it, it's the way of the future." But I really don't believe that, um, and I don't think that I could necessarily go back to a monogamous relationship. Hmm. I just don't think it's really in my blood anymore, yeah. or, or if it really ever was. I never cheated on a boy ever, but I definitely wanted to have deeper friendships and deeper relationships with people beyond that one. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I, I, there's a lot of things that you have to set up. But I also think that there has to be a certain amount of just like that's your orientation. I am sort of poly. I'm bi poly. Mono poly. I don't know how you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a really good way of
0: looking at it for especially people who tend to judge right away. They don't. They're very they're they're closed off. But I also just don't know anyone who's who will have this conversation that we just had, which is super cool. That we had it. Um, do you remember the names of the two books that you've read, or
1: at least yeah, one that people like, might um, want to read? One's called uh, *The Ethical Slut*. <laughs> that's, <a great laughs> Which, name. that's the first one that I read, and it's awesome. It's really great, and it also um, it also empowers um, put well pe- people. I was going to say women, but really people to sort of take back sexuality and not make it an icky thing, and mm. to be responsible with it, and to I like that. use it as yeah. you know part of your humanness without yeah. making. Hurting people with it. Yeah. Which I think a lot of the ideas of slut come from like what has hurt people when you use your sexuality. And um, yeah, so being an ethical slut is taking back the word and doing sex without hurting people. Like it. Um, but the other one, and this is the one that people usually recommend to start with, is called opening up.
0: Okay.
1: Um, both are awesome. And the cool thing about the ethical slut is there's actually a there's a whole section about monogamy and just how to be a less jealous person Mm -hmm. if you're a particularly jealous person. And, you know, it really shows that there's no formula for this lifestyle. This is something that you create with your partner or partners and you make mistakes and you, you know, just do it. Yeah. Great books.
0: I think I'm going to read The Ethical Slut.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. And then we'll talk about that another time.
2: Download it on Kindle.
0: Do it, <laughs> Susie. Thank you so much for being super open yeah. and trusting <laughs> us and sharing, which you're obviously really good at. And um, yeah, I yeah, hope we hope people are kind of now learned a little bit about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Me too. Right. Yeah. Yay.
2: All right. All right. Thank you for thanks, listening. Thanks, thanks Bye.